Hi, welcome to Happier Ladies, a podcast where we discuss all things related to the Happier and Happier in Hollywood podcasts. We're sisters and super fans who can't get enough happier. So we created our own podcast to keep the conversation going. I'm Malika Amandi, a SoCal native living in Western Massachusetts, a new mom and an entrepreneur. I'm here with my sister, Azizi Williams. That's me. I live and work in the LA area. I'm a not-so-new mom, and I'm an education professional in the independent school world. This week, Azizi will give some tips for the office. But first, let's catch up. So Azizi, we're both on this healing journey with our feet and or knees. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Yes. And I wanted to give an update, which is that I bought three new pairs of shoes today. What? Three in one day. Wow. Friday, I had a physical therapy appointment. And the physical therapist, she asked me to bring in my shoes, the different shoes Mm, that I had. Yes. So I had this big tote bag with all my shoes that I've been wearing. And we had a real come to Jesus moment. (laughs) What did she say? Quite humbling. This woman is very friendly and positive and upbeat. But I could tell that it was hard for her to raise this issue, (laughs) which is that my shoes are not good. And she basically said they're undermining the work that we're doing. Oh, physical therapy. She didn't use those words. Yeah. Because she's very friendly, but she She said, these are trash. (laughs) You need to do better, Malika. (laughs) Yeah. That was the subtext. Wow. And so there's this pair of, um, mules that I have that are leopard print they're flats they're so cute and there's like no structure or support and she was just like no I remember them I've seen them (laughs) yeah this is something I've known we've talked about this for a long time finding the right shoes and you know I've been wanting to really be stylish and the bottom line is that this is not the time for that that's that's a secondary Mm -hmm. goal the first goal needs to be getting better And that might mean having shoes that are not the cutest. So I found myself at a Skechers store today and I got three different pairs of shoes, a white pair, a black pair and a beige pair. So I'm trying to go with neutrals that will work with whatever Mm. outfit I have. They're not dressy shoes, but they're Mm -hmm. neutral, basically. (laughs) They will blend in. (laughs) They're just like... Like water, just like <laughs> they're like shoe. It's shoe. <laughs> no fashion statement, but I'm not going to embarrass myself either. I don't. Right. Think. I feel like I'm responsible now. Like she said, I don't have to throw those other shoes away. I just can't wear them right now. She didn't take them and burn them. No. <laughs> you. That was nice of her. There's a time and a place for it. It doesn't yes. mean you can't wear cute leopard mules on a date night. It's just not your daily shoe. But I know the feeling. Uh, somehow, I feel like shoes are a place that I just constantly struggle. And I, th- I think it's because I have a wide foot and I have a large foot. And so I can't just walk into a store like Skechers. I can't fit their shoes. I can't just walk in and put on shoes in the store. So it's an online thing. And then it's like, I don't know, it's just never exactly right, especially if it's not a tennis shoe. If it's a work shoe, it's a lot, it's a lot harder for me. I can relate. I mean, that's part that's been my issue the past year. And that's 
even at the Skechers, they're the cute boots. And then I'm in the more orthopedic <laughs> shoe yes. section, yes. the wide That's where we live. Size 11 shoes. Right. Yeah. And yeah. not even all of those fit. I think that's part of what has taken me so long is because right. yeah. ha- I've gotten a lot of shoes online that haven't yeah. fit and I, it's like, you know, turn them back and, and I've just been dragging my feet about it. And it's like, yes, it is hard, but it's still important. Congratulations for starting the journey and yes. getting the tools that you need to support the growth Thank and the you. progress that you need to make. I wanted to check in with you about what happened after you got that image of your feet? You were going to go to the doctor next about your knee. Yeah. So my my appointment is in a couple of weeks. Okay. So I'll keep you posted. I couldn't go in right away. But in the meantime, I've backed off of running a bit. Um, okay. But I'm still committed to walking. I walk as fast as I can. I add hill. So it still feels like it's strenuous. And it's still every morning. And I, I'm not in as much pain, nearly as much pain as when I was doing the running. So I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that the doctor will, will tell me how I can ease into it or what I should be doing to ease into it. But for now, I've just made some adjustments. I want to try one of the shoes that, that Liz was talking about. And there's a running store. Remember that running store on, mm-hmm. on Lake in Pasadena? I want to go into that store and I think they would be able to help me even more. So listeners, if you have any tips for us or suggestions, <laughs> please email us at happierladies at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what works for you in your footwear journey. And, and especially if you are size 11 wide width, but I feel like there's room in the market for more people to jump in here. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe there's some resources or stores that you found that work. Let us know. All right, Azizi, what happened on Happier in Hollywood this week? In Happier in Hollywood, episode 336, Liz and Sarah discuss the virtue of finding the right volunteer opportunity, changing up the work from home setting. Liz had another celebrity sighting, as well as a book recommendation. And at the beginning of the episode, they discussed their anxiety slash excitement around running this writer's retreat they have in, in Ojai and how it is challenging to try something new or to lead an endeavor like that, but how they remember Gretchen's advice of living in an atmosphere of growth. And this is such a powerful frame for me and one that I think about quite a bit. And I'm curious, Malika, when is a time that you feel you've lived in an atmosphere of growth? Certainly moving across the country to a town where I didn't know, well, literally, I didn't know anybody in this particular town. And except for my husband, who we moved together, right? (laughs) And my dog, (laughs) yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, that was really changing the atmosphere and going to a place where every connection had to be developed. And there were two people who I knew kind of in the area. One was a former coaching client. And I happened to know a woman from my high school who I hadn't connected with since high school. Mm. But she saw that I was posting like the same weather on Instagram as she was <laughs> and reached out. And it turned out we live like 40 minutes away from each other. But here wow. that's close. It's interesting now it's been two years and it feels true that I live here and I feel like I live here and I have some community yeah. now and But that was all not here two years ago. That was such a big deal. And it happened so quickly. I think it was like in 
I don't know, it feels like three months or four months, you made the choice to move and then you bought a house and then you were driving across the country with your dog. <laughs> and I was like, I, I could not imagine how much courage that took. So absolutely that I would say that's living in an atmosphere of growth. What about you is easy? This podcast. <laughs> I, I think doing this podcast is living in an atmosphere of growth. We, we knew nothing about podcasting. You had the idea. This was over the summer, some months ago. <laughs> was it my idea? <laughs> it was your idea. I think it's on your 23 for 23 list, Malika. Revisit that. <laughs> I knew it was and on my I, list, but I I didn't remember that I originated the idea. It was completely your idea. Oh, and the boy. moment I heard it, I was like, yes, that is what we are doing. And it's been so much fun. It's It's tapping into a creative side and a side that I don't usually get to grow or, you know, work with and just all the technical pieces to it. it, it every week it, we're learning something new. So this has definitely been an atmosphere of growth for me and so much fun. I agree. It, it is so much fun and it is totally new. We're just building the plane as we're flying it. I say that all the time. <laughs> I'm always building planes that aren't built, <laughs> flying them <laughs> before they're ready. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So much fun. I can't, I can't wait to see where we're at like in a year. Yeah. <laughs> well, this week on Happier, episode 452, Gretchen and Liz discuss the value of identifying the problem with challenging social situations questioner rebellion, and knowing yourself better through your relationship to your birthday. So Azizi, how do you feel about your birthday? I think I'm on the lower end of caring about my birthday. I definitely care about it. I definitely want a present and I want a piece of cake, but I don't necessarily want a party, you know, maybe I want a good meal. I think the happiness stumbling block that I have around my birthday is work. <laughs> when your actual birthday falls on a work day and now you're at work, mm. everything feels heightened. Mm -hmm. If something goes wrong or you have to problem solve, it's like, but it's my birthday. <laughs> but it work doesn't care. You know? yep. Like work is gonna happen no matter what. So I know our mother, uh, she always takes her day off on her birthday. I mean, she's been doing that for years. She's like, I don't wanna have any disappointments on my birthday. I'm going to the movies. And I get it. I get that. So I think that's the one thing, your actual day of your birthday, you just don't want anything to go wrong. You want it to go as smoothly as possible. But on the flip side, being at work on your birthday, people say happy birthday to you. That feels good too. That's really nice. So I definitely appreciate acknowledging it and doing something special, but not a big partier for my birthday. What about you, Malika? I really resonate with that trade off. Yeah, it's nice for people to know it's your birthday. But also, you don't want to be doing stuff you don't want to do because it's your birthday. And there was one year, I think it was my 25th or 26th birthday, I started a new babysitting job from Craigslist. Oh boy. And it started on my birthday. And I really needed the job. And so I didn't want to say, oh, I can't start until the next day. But it was so weird because I didn't know these people. So I didn't want to tell them that it was my birthday. 
it was was also a terrible situation. And I just, I was exhausted. And at the end of the day, I just felt like I had wasted my special day. And I pretty much resolved not to work on my birthday again. Yeah, I think I haven't since then. I just take the day off because I really do think our mother's onto something with that. Yeah. Because I know that I like birthdays. It really, I want to feel special that one day. I don't need a party, but I really want to feel like I'm free to indulge in the things that I want to indulge in. Sleeping in or having a nice breakfast, queen for a day. Well, see, and I'm I'm okay with designating a different day to be queen for that day, a weekend day. <laughs> That's yeah. that also works for me. As long but as long as I do get a day and, you know, maybe there's a couple, but but yeah, focusing on one day to take care of myself and have things that are special or feel feel good to me. I 100% agree with you there. And now it's time for our next segment, Shortcut to Happy where we share a simple strategy that will make you happier. And I wanted to share the strategy of romanticize your workday. And really, I think I mean romanticize your office. That's what I'm primarily focusing on. But when you romanticize your office, that impacts your workday and it can make everything a little bit easier. And as I was thinking about my office and the space that I've cultivated, I realized that I am really thinking about all my senses Ooh. and, you know, thinking about Gretchen Rubin and Life in Five Senses book, which I'm in the middle of reading. That is what actually makes a pleasant office space is thinking about how are you engaging each of your senses in your office space. And so I've broken down some of the things that I do in my office, and maybe it will give you some inspiration of things you can do in your office or just at work at your desk, even if you don't have an office. So the first thing is taste. And I definitely in my drawer, I have mints, I have gum, I also have a little bit of chocolate. And just for when you need that boost, or when you have a meeting coming up, there's just something about having a little something there. I know Liz talks about icebreakers a lot. That's something that she likes to have. And she talks about using an icebreaker maybe to boost some inspiration or something. So that is taking care of taste. Now for sight, it really starts with the lighting. And I went on a lighting journey in my office. Mm. My overhead lights are way too bright. (laughs) And I tried to change them still too bright. It's like I turn on the light switch and I'm a vampire. So I don't turn on the lights, but I have a stand up lamp that has soft lighting. So when I go into my office, I turn on the stand up lamp and it's just a lovely soft glow. And that just is a comfortable way to to work and to be in the office. And there have been times when I've had task lighting, like a little desk lamp or something that's sort of right near where I'm working. And then having pictures that make you happy. And right now I have this really fun, colorful, quilted artwork that was actually hanging in my bedroom when I was a child. And so when I look at it, it makes me happy and it thinks about um, home and my family and having pictures of loved ones, having plants, having colorful pens in a cup. Those are all things that I have around me that add color and are nice to look at. And then I started bringing a themed cup for my tea or my beverage. Oh, by themed I mean seasonal. Okay. So I have an insulated cup that I got at Marshall's with pumpkins all over it, and it's fun. It just like is another way to celebrate the seasons, and it adds to your 
office tablescape when you're there, you know, like I'm holding it when I'm walking in and then it's on my desk and I, I have a plan to change it up when the seasons change. So sounds, you know, you can do a sound machine, you can have an office work playlist. What sounds do you need? Do you need to have like a cafe kind of vibe or ocean or classical music, whatever it is that helps you get in the mood? I happen to have my office right next to the playground. And so I get to hear kids playing and that is delightful. So (laughs) mostly I'm just, I'm listening to kids playing or I keep my door open and the like, busyness of the office helps me. So for touch, you can have soft pillows or like a nice soft throw blanket on your chair. I have a very tiny heater that Mm. um, my one of my coworkers turned me on to because it somehow is always cold in my office. And so this very small heater feels really good when it gets too cold. But I also have fidgets. I love different kinds of fidgets, different textures, different feels. I have some that sort of maybe crank, so that's almost a noise, but mostly they're ones that are nice to squeeze and have different amounts of resistance. And Malika, you know that I like to give these as gifts <laughs> for yes. the family. <laughs> Every year I'm always giving everybody some kind of fidget. It really I think they're fun and it's it's fun to play with when I'm working. What about for smell? I liked I like a scented candle. I was lighting a scented candle next to me when I was working and my coworker came in and said, I'm sorry, you can't have candles in the office. (laughs) I said, oh, okay. I'm going to have to find some other way around this. And I got a diffuser, of course. So those diffusers are everywhere. And I, I bought one that is Clementine Honey from World Market. It's so delightful. So now when I walk into my office, my office has a distinct smell from every other place at my work. And, and it's really lovely. It, it calms me down as soon as I open the door and come in. And the other thing I have is a citrus spray that's essential oils. And it's called like pick me up like Liz's icebreaker. If I ever need like just a jolt, (laughs) I spray it and it's like intensely smells like oranges and it feels really good. So those are some of the things that I have going on in my office. (laughs) Maybe it seems busy, but it's, it's perfect for me. It's like just right for me. And it makes me feel good about being in my office and kind of lean into what it's like to work in an office. What about you, Malika? How's your office coming along? Wow. Well, I've got so many great ideas now. The way you're just describing your office, it just feels so cozy (laughs) and homey and supportive for you, which is what an office should be. My office, it's coming along. It's still a work in progress, but somebody gave me a plant last week and I have a couple lamps. So there's a zone where my desk is and then there's Mm, a little zone where I meet with students. And it's interesting, you know, in talking about the visual, I have two big windows on one wall. Mm. And where my office is located, there's a lot of foot traffic that Mm. goes by when the classes change. It's kind of like hearing kids playing outside. I don't hear them, but seeing everybody move and seeing what everyone's wearing. And it's funny because when I used to work from home, I would watch YouTube videos of coffee shops just to feel like I was in the hubbub. (laughs) It was like a loop of a coffee shop in New York City of just sitting by the window and people walking by. No, that's my life. It's not New York City. So funny. (laughs) There's squirrels that jump around out there. And it's just nice to have some visual interest. It sounds delightful. It's like a screensaver. And it's always kind of moving (laughs) and always a little bit different. That's so nice. 
I think the piece I want to move on is having some photos and some more artwork. And oddly enough, this is the same goal I have in my house that I feel like I haven't (laughs) been able to activate. But it's great to hear you describe your space. That's very inspiring and motivating. And now it's time for Peaks and Valleys, because in life, there are always peaks and valleys. This is an even episode, so I'm up first with a peak. And I want to give a shout out to my husband, Grayson, first of all, for doing all the cooking. (laughs) I mean, almost, you know, 99% of the cooking Grayson is doing. He loves to cook and he is so good at it. And he told me that, you know, a happiness stumbling block for him is that he can't think of what to make. And so what I realized was that. This was a chore for my husband. And this was something that I could pick up and do because I don't, I don't find it so challenging. And so usually on Sundays together, we think about what meals we want for the week. And sometimes I'll go into the cookbooks. We'll find things we haven't had in a while. And that way he knows what he needs to shop for and taken into consideration if I'm out late or, you know, if there's a game. And it's been really lovely to just have that. And it is kind of nice to look forward to what you're going to eat when you get home. There is something to like knowing what the meal is going to be for dinner that makes it special. So that's my peak. That just gives me all of the warm fuzzies (laughs) just picturing you two. That's so great that you have that dynamic. Grayson likes to cook and you like to plan. It is so lovely. It's a peak every week. What's your valley, Malika? My valley is rushing in the morning. Mm. You know, it's funny. We're talking about our mother a lot. (laughs) You're right. Episode. And Clara, we love you. We know you're listening. (laughs) I think something that I've got from my mom is moving slow when it's time to leave. Uh (laughs) <laughs> and Norm actually pokes me about it. He'll start calling me Clara when we're trying to get out of the house. Or <laughs> something happens in my brain where I I just like, I'm the person who keeps going back into the house to get more things. Or oh, I'll look at yeah. the clock and I know I have yeah. 10 minutes. And then I end up doing something like really looking for that other sock, something that's like not that important, just get a new pair of socks, something breaks down, because when it really counts, I can get somewhere on time. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I have to dig deeper about it and plan backwards. It's a valley because I know that I like (laughs) to move slow in general, I'm more of a tortoise than a hare. And so if I know that about myself, then I should really be giving myself that time to move the way that I want. So I don't have that sense of pressure because I don't like the way it feels, but I seem to make it worse in those morning moments. Oh, I know all about that. I'm also a tortoise. And even for me, I'm not saying this is for you. Even if I gave myself all the time in the world, like the last five minutes is when all of a sudden you realize or remember or things kind of fall apart. I will say what helps me is having a Sanai that is my my youngest daughter who is adamant about being early to places. Mm. And this is 
a surprising trait in our family to have a child who wants to be early and insists on being early. So she gives me time. She counts down for me. She says, mom, five minutes till we have to be in the car. Like I'm a toddler. (laughs) She treats me like a toddler, but actually I I really appreciate it. And uh, it helps with the daily because I don't want to disappoint her. And I want to make sure that we get out on time, but I'm, I'm with you, Malika. It's it's hard. Transitions are hard. Transitions are hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think Norm is very patient. You and Sanai are leaving together. And what I'm experiencing is that it's about me getting to mm-hmm. myself to work. And so that's not really his responsibility. Oh, Maybe if I have different. some alarms, I can do better. I'll try. Okay, well, we'll report back, see how that works for you. That brings us to the end of our episode. Azizi, let's leave on a happier thought. What are you going to try this week? I'm going to look into my footwear and look at a couple of different options for running shoes. Maybe I'll try to just go into that running store and see what they have to offer. What about you, Malika? I am going to explore the five senses in my office and see what I can fold in. Nice. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you like us, rate, review, and tell a friend. Send us a message at happierladies at gmail.com and tell us something you liked about Happier and Happier in Hollywood this week. Our theme music was created by Wyatt Muncy, and we want to thank Norm Amandi for helping us produce this episode. We also want to give a special shout out to Gretchen Rubin, Liz Craft, and Sarah Fain for inspiring our conversations each week. You can find us on Instagram at happierladies and on the web at happierladies.com. All right, Zizi, have a happier week. Have a happier week, Malika. So now it's time for peaks and valleys, because in life, there are always peaks and valleys. Oh, that's it. (laughs) I thought there was more to that. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Take two. Oh.